the leper squint. For anyone who doesn't know what this is, it's not an optical problem suffered by leprosy patients. Although, from my experience in Nepal, I can tell you that they often do suffer eye disorders. These, however, are usually lag ophthalmus, with inability to close the eyes, such that the eyeball is rubbed sore, and so they're in danger of going blind. No, a leper squint was an invention of the Middle Ages. It was an oblique slit window in the wall of a church through which a leper could squint or watch what was going on inside. Of course, he or she could never enter the building as they were regarded as unclean. This was the nearest thing a leper could hope for in participation of a church service. In fact, it wasn't really participation at all, but purely observation. There was no personal contact and, of course, no possibility of sharing in the Lord's Supper. Though perhaps, if they knew the words and could sing or pray, they could do so along with the congregation. That was all. By now, those of you who are watching this will be aware of my rather bizarre associations. So guess what this made me think of. Yes, live streams, but without the mentee. For much of the last couple of years, we were excluded from attending and participating in a church service in person, but 21st century technology provided us with a leper squint version 2. We could peer or squint at our computer screens and so catch a glimpse of what Donald and the others were doing. But that was it. Of course, it was all a lot better than the medieval version, as the cameras were swiveled around and not limited by the narrow angle of the slit window. And so long as we had our audio turned up, we could hear all that was going on. What's more, we also had Zoom meetings, which perhaps we could label version 3. However, perhaps the biggest difference is that we were all living in hope that these restrictions would soon end something that those watching through leper squints could never do. So why am I waffling on about this ancient practice and weird association in my mind? Well, it now appears that COVID is finally less of a problem, though let's not be too hasty about that. And we, were, we are able to move away from our leper squint and back into the church building. Many, perhaps most of us, have already done that, and it's just so wonderful to be able to participate in worship again in person, along with others. Some, for perfectly valid medical reasons, are still wary of doing so. But for those others of you who have little medical reason to stay glued to the leper squint, I'd like to encourage you that unlike leprosy of old, there are treatments effective in covid most of us have had at least three or four doses of vaccine and there are also several medicines that combat the symptoms. And although some of the later mutations of COVID may be more infectious, they seem generally not to be as virulent. I believe that these are some of the ways that God is answering our prayers to ultimately bring this pandemic to an end. Now, I began to write this devotional about a month ago and in the interim, I've been quite unwell myself, not COVID, I hasten to add, 
And so now I want to include one further comment. During the lockdowns, no one could go to church. But with the live streams, that really didn't seem so bad, as we were all in the same boat. However, this time, not being able to attend services has seemed much harder in a way. So while many others are enjoying communal worship, I've been stuck at home. So to conclude, for those unfortunate sufferers who used the leper squints in the Middle Ages, there was never any hope of a return to their community for the disease was then incurable. But for us, there is no permanent exclusion, even though things have changed quite a lot. So let's count our blessings, trust the Lord, be brave, and at the right time, come back and enjoy meeting together again in person.